Here's Josh Huff, wide receiver, opening up the scoring for the Eagles with a 41-yard touchdown. Hongshui with a flip into the end zone. That tied the game. And then here, Sam Bradford finds Brent Selleck, the tight end, from 13 yards out. That put the Eagles up 23-10 in the third quarter as the Eagles dominate in the second half to come away with a 39-17 win today over the New Orleans Saints. Welcome to the post-game show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Chris McPherson alongside former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese. Ike, nice that you can breathe easy, relax. The Eagles got back in a win column and did so in dominating fashion against a lesser team today. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, listen, this it was a tale of two halves. First half, a little choppy. Uh, Eagles certainly moved the ball up and down the field, but didn't take care of business once they got in the red zone, two red zone interceptions early in that game, left it a three-point game, but the Eagles with 300 total yards of offense in that first half clearly was the better team in the first half, and I thought they went into the locker room, obviously uh, recollected themselves, and basically took advantage of the opportunities in the second half. The defense was opportunistic. Fletcher Cox was a monster in the wow. second half. Constant pressure on Drew Brees, three sacks, forced fumble. Defense gets the ball back for the offense, and the offense started clicking. And what I noticed more than anything, I know we'll look at Sam Bradford's numbers, and they were certainly impressive, but the running game was more impressive to me today because they stuck with the running game, and all three guys toting that football today, in my opinion, had success. This was the best that the running game has looked overall uh, through the first five weeks of this season. Now, philosophically, what did Chip Kelly do to get the run game going because to me it seemed like early on they tried to get Sam Bradford in a rhythm. They almost threw to open up the run whereas in the first quarter of the season it seemed like Chip wanted to establish the vertical passing game with the run. It seemed like it was turned around today. You hit the nail right on the head there Chris. That's exactly what they did in my opinion was try to loosen up that Saints defense by throwing the ball down the field uh, giving the Saints a sort of a false sense of security as if they know which plays to expect here. It's going to be a heavy day passing the ball, and it certainly was, but the Eagles ran the ball effectively, and they, I believe they used the passing game to set up that running game. And guess what? Chip talked about execution last week. I know people got tired of hearing that sort of buzzword, but that's what you saw today. The offensive line executed their blocks. They, they uh, ran block much better today than they had all year long. Those little slants the defensive linemen like to do, I thought the offensive line did a nice job of staying in tandem at times. And when they had to run the sweeps to the outside, they were able to get those Saints defenders to the ground and allow DeMarco Murray, Ryan Matthews, Darren Sproles to get to that second level. And I also thought that Chip Kelly and Pat Shermer did a great job of mixing up the runs where you saw some from under center. You saw the unbalanced line. You saw a lot more two tight end sets. Yeah. And with just the run game alone, that was able to help run blocks. But also in the pass game, that helped open up the middle of the field, dominated that part of it so that you couldn't bring the extra man into the box, that they had to respect the pass game, and therefore they were able to get those runs on the ground, which is interesting coming to this game considering all the pressure that was on the offensive line as Jason Peters came into this game with a quad injury. He was questionable, but he not just started, but was able to make it through the entire game. Lane Johnson battling the knee injury, the ankle injuries. He was able to soldier through. And then Matt Tobin inserted at the right guard position. Everyone up front did their jobs today. Jason Kelsey, I thought, looked much more comfortable. It seemed like everyone was able to just take a step back. And like you said, Ike, just simply execute to be able to get the job done so that from there, 
the offense was able to take flight. At one point, they'd outscore the Saints 39-3 to after trailing 7-0. Of course, you add on that late garbage touchdown by New Orleans, so it was 39-10 to stretch there. But nonetheless, the Eagles coming away with a 39-17 to win to get to 2-3 and on the season. We're going to hear from head coach Chip Kelly and quarterback Sam Bradford in just a little bit. Greg Cosell will have the all-22 of some of the big plays from the game, and for once, we have some good plays to be able to break down. So we have all that come up here on the post-game show, presented by Rico, coming up after this quick break. When you get away from smartphones and video games and tablets, it's amazing what you can really plug into. This season, shop the brands you love, plus thousands of items on sale now. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. At Lincoln Financial, we believe you're the boss of your life, the chief life officer. In charge of creating memories, planning futures, and keeping promises. Ask your financial advisor how Lincoln Financial can help you take charge of your future. Life, income, retirement, group benefits, and advice. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. Love the Eagles? Play the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Players must be 18 or older. Please play responsibly. Welcome back to the post-game show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Ike, it seems like that... You have four games into the regular season. The Eagles find out not so much what they hope to have, but what they really have. So as they prepare for the Saints game in the second quarter of the season, they're able to make the adjustments. And I really think on offense, Chip Kelly and Pat Shermer did a great job of making those slight little tweaks to finally get things sparked, knowing that you're not going to have a brand new scheme. There's no magic bullet. There's no personnel that's going to come in and save the day. They've got to better utilize the pieces that they have. Yeah, and they tweak some things, and that's what you have to do. This league is all about making adjustments, week to week, quarter to quarter, series to series. I mean, that's what this league is about. It's a lot of intelligent coaches in this league, and if you put enough film out there, they're going to be able to break down tendencies and figure out ways to combat what you want to do and try to get you out of your comfort zone. And what the Eagles needed to do was get themselves out of their comfort zone and give defenses a different look. And I thought that's what they were able to do today. I thought more importantly, Sam Bradford coming out throwing the ball early and throwing it early with confidence. Sure, he had a couple errant throws that he would love to have back in the red zone, but getting them down to the red zone were confident, decisive throws to Riley Cooper over the middle of the field. I thought Zach Ertz being a part of the game plan today was big time. And then, you know, hitting the running backs out of the backfield, the running backs getting their shoulders square to the line of scrimmage and getting down the field. These are all the things that made the Eagles difficult to defend today. Nine different receivers, Sam Bradford, 
hit today. I mean, when you're spreading the football around like that, that's very difficult for a defense to sort of key in as to who's the main guy. And I thought the Eagles offense was uh, so versatile today. It was very tough for, the, I, I think, a, a pretty decent Saints defense. Uh, they, they held him at bay for the most part today. Now, what I love seeing was getting the three-headed monster going finally. But like you said, Ike, not so much maybe from the rushing standpoint, and they certainly did, but early on it was from the receiving standpoint. And you saw DeMarco Murray catch the ball in the backfield. We all know what Sproles can do, but Ryan Matthews as well. And then they were able to get things jump-started on the ground. That was a beautiful two-yard touchdown by Matthews there in the second half, which was a great answer because that was right after the Saints had tied the game with the yeah. field goal. So for the Eagles to come back down the field and answer the way they did, and with a physical, dirty, gutsy touchdown that Matthews put in from two yards out, I thought was a beautiful thing. We got to see DeMarco Murray seem to find his rhythm. He asked for more carries. He wanted more touches. Well, I think he earned those and certainly was very, very good with the ones that he had and was able to get going more and more as the game progressed. And then if you look at overall the amount of plays the offense ran, Chip, Chip Kelly said, yes, I want to get everyone involved, but we need more plays. They had 45 plays in the first half alone. Yeah. That's certainly going to get everyone more touches. That's going to give the chance for the offense to stay on the field longer. And I think that helped furthermore in the second half wear this Saints defense down where, look, I'm sorry, no matter how long you're out there, you start having that type of plays, that type of action, you're going to be worn down, and then you just have the waves of players that the Eagles have coming at you time after time again. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, the, the, the better conditioned team is the Eagles. I mean, they are conditioned for this style of football, and that's why most teams, they tend, they, they tend to wilt eventually. If the Eagles are converting third downs, if they're sustaining drives, they're picking up first downs, uh, you're going to get more plays, and that's what they were able to do in the first half. 300 yards of total offense, 45 plays, you just mentioned that. And the running game wasn't spectacular in the first half, but they stuck with it. Yes. They were able to, to get some uh, positive, positive yardage by running the football, but more importantly, they opened things up by spreading the ball around through the air. Josh Huff with a huge touchdown, breaking tackles. Don't really like the somersault at the end of the touchdown. <laughs> no, seriously, because yes. had that ended in an injury are you kidding me so i'm sure chip will talk to him about that but still a spectacular play run after the catch it was nice to see josh huff become a part of this offense started last week with the wide receivers we've been wanting more of the outside wide receivers to become part of the offense they have to do their job by catching the ball when sam bradford throws it to him and then you make some plays happen so that's what i like about today the receivers on the outside whether it was huff whether it was riley cooper they were making plays. And then how about my boy Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz, part of the offense, his biggest day in the offense uh, so far this year. So I, I, I just think it was by far the best game overall for this offense. I think it's great the fact that you mentioned the guys like Ertz and Huff that you had the spark coming from elsewhere. Yeah. You know, you can't put it all on Sam Bradford. And he had good plays, good throws at times. And we saw the vertical pass game get going. But guys have to make plays for him. Guys have to step up there. You saw too many of the drops early on in the first couple of games of the season. Watch these plays. I like these last two plays you just saw. You know why I like them? Because number seven is moving. He's moving to the right. He's moving towards his target as opposed to being a statue in the backfield and waiting for guys to get open. We know he's not a Michael Vick, Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, but he does have some mobility. Yes. And part of this offense is deception with the play action and rolling the quarterbacks out. So it was good to see Sam Bradford this week 
get outside the pocket, make throws that way, because I think it makes him a much more dangerous quarterback, and it doesn't allow defenses to sort of uh, uh, hone in on where he's at and send extra guys. I love the play design of the offense today. It allowed Bradford to get on the move a little bit, showcase some of that athletic ability that we know that he has. What did you like about the resilience of this team? Because they were one in three. Tough last second loss to Washington a week ago. Easily, this is a team that could have gone into the tank and then all of a sudden for them to rebound the way they did to be able to step up as they did. What did you think of that? That's some good stuff there as it pertains oh, to this team. We're going to go with Chip Kelly now at Lincoln Financial Field. You know, I, was, I thought that was the key. We talked about being able to establish a run and then things can build off of that. But um, credit those guys up front. I think they, they had a good week of preparation and they did a really nice job there. You mostly ran when you were. Well, they both practiced Thursday. So when you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So we had three days with them. Um, I mean, they didn't show any signs yeah, well, I, I think, you know, again, because we got a chance to get them full on Thursday, you know, we felt like we were, we would be good with them. Um, and, and again, getting, getting some continuity with the same five guys, I, I think really helped us. Jeff, you talked before about you know, being able to run when, when a defense even knows you're going to run the ball, and you know, a lot of your plays came, run came with Sam under center. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what was the effect of Well, we can throw from that. I mean, uh, that's you not just really because he's, I, I know that, but we can. So it's yeah. not like I don't, I mean, they didn't put 17 guys in the box because of it, but. Um, I think, again, I get credit to our offensive line. I think they did a really nice job um, in, in opening up some things for our guys and letting our running backs get started. I think with all three of those guys, if you can let them get started, um, they can be productive. And it, it started up front. Um, those guys, did a real, again, had a great week of practice and accepted the challenge of going against a real tough defense. It gives you a lot of multiple looks. Um, and I thought they handled it really well. Chip, there's a stark difference between a two and three win in the conference versus a one and four. Without a win in the conference, without a win in the division, mm -hmm. Bring that up at all this no, week? No, we weren't. I'm a, we're not a conference division. We had to win a football game. You know, it didn't matter if we were playing an AFC opponent or an NFC opponent. Or, you know, there's not more weight. I think at the end of the year, obviously there is. But in our mindset as a team, we had to come out. We had to uh, play play on all three phases and win a football game, and that's what we're trying to do. To that point, I mean, you guys had turned it over on downs twice, and turned it over in the red zone twice yeah. early in the game. Did you feel fortunate or? No, I just felt like our offense had confidence that, that we could move the football on. You know, when we, we we were open on the first slot, Sam just kind of threw it on the line. If he just puts it up a little bit, and he'll tell you the same thing. Um, and then really just going for it on fourth down was just, you know, I think one of them was going to be a 57, maybe a little bit out of Caleb's range, and then the other one was on the edge of 53, 54 with a little bit of slight wind. We knew going in, he actually hit two 54 yarders in pregame. Um, but we were just right on that cusp, and it just kind of caught us that way. So I felt like I leave our offense on the field because I do have confidence in our defense. I think our defense is quite well. And why not punt there? Because I have confidence in our defense. If the, the risk reward is if I put the ball, put our defense out in the field in that situation, that I have confidence that they're going to get a stop. And that's that's the way I feel about our defense and how they're playing right Cox now. Fletcher has been dominating for a while, but now it seems like the numbers are starting to come. Are you guys doing anything different to free him up, or is he just he just now? I, you know, sometimes and Billy says it. Sometimes it comes in bunches. You know, but but Fletcher has played really really well for us. Um, in in the, the three years I've been here, you know, it's just sometimes it just seems, you know, that some of those some of those things, the sacks or things like that, come in bunches. But um, he is playing really well for us right now, and we we really, I mean, he played a heck of a game today. So looks like he really turned the game around. You know, two, uh, three sacks, two forced fumbles, uh, really turned the game in your favor. 
Yeah, again, he played really well today, and, and, and uh, a lot of our guys on the defense side of the ball played really well today, but Fletch had, Fletch had a heck of a game. You said like when your first three possessions, you passed the ball the first down each of those possessions. Did that kind of help loosen up the running game as well? I don't know if it, it was just kind of some of the look. Some of it, Sam's got an option whether to hand it off or give it. So um, it just depends on how they deploy their defense. So. They've been having a lot of success throwing the football to their backs in the horizontal passing game. You talk about the job he did today defensively there. Yeah, I mean, we knew going in that the part of their deal was getting the ball to, you know, to Spiller and Robinson and, and uh, Ingram coming out of the backfield. They're three really talented guys. And Sean does such a good job of getting the ball spread around to different guys. Uh, but it was a big emphasis this, this week for us. Uh, more than any team we've played so far to, to really contain the running backs in the passing game. How, how do you think Sam responded after throwing the two interceptions? In the I thought he did a good job. You know, I, I think he, he uh, you know, that stuff's going to happen, but a, a lot of it is your response after it. You know, we're all going to make mistakes, and, and when, you, when you make them, you know, do you, do you continue to dwell upon them or do you learn from it? And if you get put in that situation, you put the ball in the right spot. And so um, I, I thought he did a nice job. I thought he, I thought he bounced back after those. It was 79 total plays. That was a concern of yours. What stood out today to allow that to happen? We, we ran the ball better. You know, when we run the ball better and we're, we're balanced, um, then we have an opportunity to stay on the field, and that's what we did. We ran the ball better, and then we converted on third down so we could stay on the field. Did you use sportsman-like conduct before the On a sideline? Yeah. I was. Can you explain why that was? Yeah, I got a penalty. What did you say? What's that? What did you say? I, I, something that you're not allowed to do because you get a penalty for it. Did you, you so that was, did you use more straight-ahead blocking schemes no, I mean we do the same things we've done in in the other three games that we lost. You know, it's just we executed, and that's what you know. That's what I said last week. We weren't executing this week. We executed, but we didn't change up what we were doing from a schematic standpoint. When Josh show you um, Josh had you know the one thing, and I told Josh before he had a really good week of training. You know, he had been missed. He missed the Jets game. Uh, didn't practice full. Uh, towards the end of the week um, in terms of he was out there every day, but it wasn't like he was full speed killing everything. And then he started to have a good week of training. And, and obviously, we believe a good week of training. We, you sink to your level of training, and, you, and your level of training allows you to play well on Sunday. And he had a good week of training, and that allowed him to play well. I thought he did a really nice job for us today. Did you have Aguilar available to you when he came back or just decide to hold off on him? Or I don't know that. I'll have to ask Bob. I just know he's rolling him at that point in time. So I, I know he was out for a little bit, and I don't know if they kept him out or if Bob kept him out. I'd have to watch a film on that specifically. I know Marcus did play, and we had planned on getting him in there. Um, it was good to get him back out on the field, but I couldn't tell you exactly. I don't, I don't remember that play right now. So I... Why that kind of had a big role today? Why was that? Excuse me? The, the tight ends, they had a, a big role. Just on how the coverage, you know, how people are going to cover you and, and, and what they're going to do when they deploy their tight ends. So, um, you know, the one thing with Sam is Sam will, Sam will take what the defense gives them. So we felt like we could exploit that matchup if they were going to play us that way. Once they kept running away from Sproles, and mm -hmm. sometimes they were bad kicks. So what did that do for, for the yeah, offense? Yeah, I mean, it shows up on the stat sheet because the starting field position is where it shows up. So. Um, you know, that's part of Darren's ability is that, you know, the same thing. It, it, when we had Darren in in the past game, they were doubling him, you know. So some of the things that we knew, if they're going to double him, that's going to free somebody up. And I think Sam was re Sam was pretty sharp with that. If they're going to double Darren, then let's get off of him and let's go to another receiver making that our first read. And I think he did a really good job with that. So. Yeah, so well, I, I just think it's you, you have to take what the defense gives you. Everybody's good in this league, you know, and so you just can't say we're going to force it uh, to this individual. If we can, you know, get to somebody in a matchup is that hopefully because of 
we have some skilled players that, that you know how do you match up with all five of them and then for the quarterback it's his it's his responsibility to kind of process it and say all right hey they're playing man now the matchup is here you know and the next time they play dime they were moving those guys around a lot so sometimes it was a matchup here the next time the matchup's on another guy so that's what we were kind of looking and trying to trying to take advantage of Chef josh huff opened the game 40 yard kickoff return he really seemed to get some energy from that did you sense that he was that helped give a little jolt of confidence. It's like deja vu. Did you just hear the last question oh, about Huff? No, I didn't. That's okay. Hey, Josh had a great week of training. He didn't play against the Jets, um, you know, because obviously he had a hamstring and then didn't practice full. By that, I mean he practiced full, but he didn't really go full the week before in terms of getting ready for the Redskins game, and he knew that, but he had a really good week of training. We talk about you sync to your level of training, and I think how he performed today is kind of what his week was like. So hopefully for Josh, he can build him on it, but he's not going to run into the end zone with one hand on the football again, and we've talked about that. There were several instances where the flags were thrown and then picked up. Mm -hmm. what does, does that do anything to flow the game, to anything like that, or other I mean, it gets you upset? It is what it is. I mean, it, it, they, they discuss it, and they don't think it's a penalty, and that's not a penalty. So. Sam played better as the game progressed. He had two early interceptions, and then it seemed like he was maybe a little bit, I don't know, more aggressive, more accurate, or were yeah. those just aberrations? The interceptions? Yeah. I hope so. As we move forward, I do. No, I mean, did he play well before the interceptions? Yeah, I thought he played. I thought I thought Sam played a good game. But like all of us, you know, you, you, you make mistakes. I mean, I, I I called a not a real good play on a screen play, you know, and then you got didn't get much yardage and then we get knocked back not in the red zone. You know, I think it's everybody does that, but I think if you can continue to lay more good plays out there instead <coughs> of bad plays, that's what we're trying to do. So okay. Thank you. Right Chris Kelly wrapping up his press conference there at Lincoln Financial Field. We're waiting to hear from quarterback Sam Bradford who threw for 333 yards and two touchdowns in the 39-17 win over the New Orleans Saints. We should hear from him any second now as he gets the big win, gets the Eagles off the losing. Oh, and there we go. There's the quarterback himself, Sam Bradford, addressing the media now. You know, I think it's just something that we kind of saw during the week and some of the covers they were playing, you know, especially uh, they were playing some single high zones and we just felt like you know, the way we're running the football, um, coming back to some of those rollouts and nakeds, you know, it was a good look for us today. Can you speak to the protection that you had? I mean, there were, man, those guys were unbelievable today. Um, you know, not only in the pass game, but in the run game. I thought our guys up front were phenomenal. I mean, I don't know. I think I went to the round maybe one time today. I mean, you know, when those guys play like that, it's uh, it makes my job a lot easier. You know. Not to impugn them, but this is kind of a, a patchwork offensive line that hasn't had a lot of time together and hasn't performed well together. And two guys are injured. Were, were you surprised that they were as effective as they were all game long? No, I mean I've got all the confidence in the world in those guys. You know, I think we had a, a great week of preparation. Um, you know, we were prepared to see some different and difficult looks today. I thought everyone was on the same page. Um, you know, but I thought those guys up front, you know, they just did a great job. Um, you know, you could really tell that they were just wearing them down. I mean, the way we were able to start running the football at the end of the game, I mean, those guys dominated the line of scrimmage today. And you, you were clean on at least one of your interceptions. What happened on that one and what happened on the, on the other one in the red zone? Um, you know, the first one to Coop, I just missed the throw. It was behind him. Um, you know, can't miss that one, you know, behind him. Just got to put it back to the pylon and let him go get it. And then the second one, um, you know, I think the kid made a good play. You said that you got to get those short passes going early on to get some rhythm, and that's how you started the game. Uh, how much was that enabling you to get some confidence at the beginning of the game? 
Yeah, you know, I think that was huge. I think you know one of the biggest things for us today, you know, one of the reasons we were able to have success is we were efficient on first and second down. You know, we had a lot of positive plays on first down that got us into you know second and medium, second and short. And when we can put ourselves in that situation, the playbook really opens up, uh, and we can keep the defense off balance. You know, they know that it's not always going to be a pass if it's second and long. You know, we can still run the ball. Um, you know, so I thought our efficiency, you know, on first and second down was was key today. It was 519 total yards. Was this the game you've been waiting for, you think? Um, yeah, you know, I think, you know, after what we were able to do in the preseason, I think everyone, you know, had kind of been waiting for this. Um, you know, it's obviously a great feeling, you know, to go out there and to be able to do that today. Uh, and now it's just something that we got to build on. Um, you know, obviously, it's not going to be like this every week. But, you know, to know that when we're clicking and we're rolling that we can go out and do that, you know, I think that's just going to give us confidence now to go out there and do it more often. You did some different personnel things today, some double tight ends, a lot more than you had in the past. Was that just to counter the looks they were giving you, or you thought you could exploit those? Um, I think it was kind of to exploit some of the looks um, that they were giving us. You know, we felt like when we were in 12 or two tight ends that, you know, early in the game they were playing primarily a lot of man. You know, we liked our matchups out there. Um, you know, so that's why we kept going to that. And then obviously at the end of the game, you know, when we kept 12 on the field, you know, we were just pounding the rock at them with those guys. Do you think it was kind of important the way you were able to respond after throwing interceptions? You obviously went on and you know, had a pretty good game and all that. Was that kind of a big statement for you? Um, yeah, I mean, you just keep going. You know, I mean, obviously you don't like to throw interceptions, but, you know, when you do, you just got to forget about it and move on. Um, you know, I thought our guys did a great job of just continuing to battle. You know, it'd be easy to fold up, you know, and say, oh, man, you know, Sam's throwing interceptions, we're done, we can't do anything. But, you know, that's really not how it went today at all. You know, we just kept going, kept moving forward, um, you know, and just really proud of the way we came out and, you know, finished in the second half today. At halftime, what were you thinking? Uh, man, you know, at halftime, we had moved the ball. I think we had 300 yards of offense at halftime. You know, I mean, I don't think they had stopped us once, you know. We were, you know, I was stopping us throwing interceptions in the red zone. So, you know, we knew it was still out there. You know, we knew that we were able to move the football on them. Um, you know, that really wasn't the problem. So I think, you know, at halftime, we were still confident, you know, and then to come out, you know, I think we scored, you know, first drive out of halftime. You know, that was big. You guys uh, went for it twice on, twice on fourth and long outside the 35. Were you surprised at that? And when you get the call, even though you don't make it, when you hear that call come in, what does it do for your, I guess, confidence? Uh, you know, it gives you a lot of confidence knowing the coach has, you know, the confidence in us to go out there. You know, we've got to do a better job converting. Um, you know, I don't know. I know we missed the first one. I don't remember what happened on the. Oh, we missed them both. Great. Okay, good. Um, but. Uh, were you surprised that they were called? I mean, it's kind of a weird down in distance and place on the field to, to put the offense. You know, I think. And, yeah, I think in that part of the field, I think you're always ready to go for it on fourth down, especially with Coach Kelly. You got Josh more involved today. Yeah, you know, obviously, I think you know we got everyone involved today. I think we spread the ball around. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week, but you know, I feel like when we're able to get everyone involved and spread the ball around, both inside and outside, it makes it a lot tougher for you know defenses to really zone in on you know one or two guys. And I thought Josh did a great job today. Sam, the criticism and the scrutiny has been tough the last couple of weeks. Can you get a sense of exhaling a little bit that you got this win? Um, yeah, obviously, you know, the win is nice. You know, I think the big thing for us and this team is just to build on this. You know, by no means are we where we want to be as a team, but I think today was a step in the right direction. And I think if we can continue to build on this, then hopefully, you know, in you know 
three, four, five, six weeks, um, you know, we'll be in a better position than we are now. Sounds like Chip Kelly's talking points after the game. Is that what he told you? Oh, really? No, actually, yeah. Great minds think alike, you know? Yep. There's quarterback Sam Bradford. Smile, Sam. He looks like he's holding in. Like he just wants to come through with a big smile. Just be like, yes, finally. 333 yards, two touchdowns, and completed 71% of his passes today in the Eagles' 39-17 win over the New Orleans Saints. We're going to hear from Dave Spadera at Lincoln Financial Field, and we're going to get to your phone calls. If you want to join the show, it's 215-320-5170. That's coming up and a whole lot more right here on the Post Game Show presented by Rico. Give me more chips, fellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. And that pregame sideline experience. Exactly. Or even Eagle season tickets. How do you know? We both had the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game. Ryan, Huff, um, Jordan as well, and Sam obviously played played well. So I think we got to continue to grow from this and watch the film and just you know correct the things that we didn't do so well. Um, you know, obviously they're a good front. You know, Jordan Cameron's an All Pro. Um, he's a he's a heck of a player. You know, Rob Ryan has been known for great defense. I was in Dallas with him, so I kind of um, you know. Um, reflected and, and was able to, you know, um, see some things that he did in Dallas. But, you know, they're a great defense, and I think our offensive line just, you know, played really well today. And, you know, we got to give credit to those guys along with Coach Stout. Jordan, after you're moving the ball early and you have a couple of turnovers, you had a failed fourth down, what, what was it like? What was the mood like on the sideline? I think it was positive. I think this was a game that, you know, guys weren't too down. Guys, you know, just say, just bounce back. and. And um, start start from scratch. So I think when you, whenever you have a negative play or a turnover, you gotta you know you can't be too down on yourself. You gotta come on the sideline, talk to the coaches, look at the film, and and just get it corrected. Mark, early in the game, Ryan was getting some big runs, but they stuck with you. You got your share of carries too. Were you able to kind of still get into a flow once the second half came along? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to um, you know get into a little rhythm, and you know Ryan did a good job. Sproles came in there, did a good job as well, and. Like I said, just the offensive line, they, they played extremely well today. And um, I think all of us, you know, was, was kind of in the rhythm. Does this kind of show that, like, when you guys get a, you know, a lot of plays, that everybody can kind of touch the ball and stay happy and all that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, we're, we're, you know, successful in third down. So I think that was was good for us to continue to keep the drives moving forward. And um, But it was, it was awesome. Obviously, play calling and getting different guys the ball in different formations and whatnot, I think that was, that was good on Chip's part. Yeah, I mean, whenever you can get under center and you know and, and run the ball, I think it's great. I think it helps the offensive line and kind of hide some of our runs and whatnot. But uh, we ran it well from the gun as well. So I mean, I think we're just you know on today. You may have answered, and I apologize, but a game like this with a lot of highs, obviously times offensively, a lot of big moments here for you guys. How much does this help you guys from this point on? Yeah, obviously it's a, it's a big win. We needed it, um, but you know it's just one game, so we got to you know reflect on it. We got to watch the film and and you know just learn from the things that we didn't do so well. And um, but it's it's just one game, so we got to continue to you know move forward and and learn from the from the negative things that we did and, and grow from the you know positives that we had today. And uh, but it was it was a great win, great team win. Defense played tremendous again. At halftime, it's ten seven. But you guys have three hundred yards. What were you thinking? 
Oh, I think it was just the self-inflicted wounds. Obviously, the two turnovers in the red zone, you, you can't do that. You can't give nine um, you know, more chances. And I, I think the defense definitely, you know, they played a great game. You know, he's one of the best quarterbacks. So, But like I said, I think it was just more of the players. You know, we just weren't on the same page, and, and it kind of shot us in the foot. So, But, you know, we were able to bounce back, and defense were able to make some key stops for us. Did you think about the significance of the No, you never think about, you know, past this game or, you know, before this game. You just reflect on, you know, what you have to do individually better and what you have to do collectively. But I don't think anyone was, you know, stressing. Everyone was worried. Obviously, guys were, you know, upset that you won in three. But, you know, um, you got to just keep going. You got to keep grinding and, and come in every day with a with your hard hat on and, and get ready to work and try to be the best, best you can be. Ten different guys caught passes uh, offensively, including all three running backs. What does that mean about this offense that, you know, everybody can there's a lot of playmakers on the offense. Obviously, I think Sam did a great job at you know, you know, looking at his reads and and dumping it to the guy that was open. And I think you know, a lot of guys made yards after catch and helped us tremendously. Huff, Jordan, and um, you know, um, Coop. So I think um, you know, hats off to Sam for finding an opening guy. Marco, I know, I'm sure you guys expect a lot out of yourself based on how you played in the preseason. Was there something to be said with so many new parts? Just you guys need to play together, and coaches need to see you play together, figure out how it all fits together. Yeah, it's a lot of new parts as offense. A lot of guys who haven't ran the offense in the past, and a lot of guys who are new that are starters now. So I think everyone's continuing to get a feel for each other. But I think gradually you you have to be confident. You got to continue to you know. Um, just work hard and just do the little things right, and I think that will roll over and um, you know into big things for us and and make us play well. Thank you. All right, running back Demarco Murray. Now look, when the Eagles win 39 to 17, everybody wants to talk to the players, and the players don't mind speaking at the press conferences, so they keep rolling them on in. Brian Brayman has sack. We might hear from him in just, <laughs> just a couple seconds here. here. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So. All kidding aside, we are now going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to get Dave Spadaro's reaction to the game. We're going to hear from Greg Cosell, and he'll, he'll break down some of the All-22. And then in the big picture, like, what does this win mean for the Eagles as they now can start looking forward to next Monday night's game against the New York Giants? We're going to get to all that and more coming up here on the post-game show presented by Rico. Do you have any more chips, fellas? I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. And that pregame sideline experience. Exactly. Or even Eagle season tickets. How do you know? We both have the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game with top prizes of 50 grand. And second chance prizes including season tickets. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. to replenish. Hall, FTC, Delco, Media, to work, to school, to the mall, 
Abuelas. Broad Street to the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. Eagles fans, score a touchdown of your own by downloading the new McDonald's app for some delicious deals on the download. Offers are updated weekly, and you can receive a free sandwich just for downloading the app. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Welcome back to the postgame show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Chris McPherson and Ike Reese. Ike, we haven't given much love to the defense yet. We briefly mentioned Fletcher Cox and the simply outstanding, dominant game that he had. He should be out there on the podium. Yeah, for the game I, that's what I was waiting for. Where's Fletcher Cox Where's in the Fletcher podium Cox? game? I mean, it's difficult for a defensive lineman to dominate a game, but that's exactly what you saw today from Fletcher Cox. Now, you normally watch him dominate the line of scrimmage with the running game versus the run game, but today it was versus the pass. In a 3-4 defense, it's hard for these interior linemen to get sacks. They're normally taking up blocks so the other guys can make the plays, but Fletcher Cox found himself in a position where he was able to get after Drew Brees, second and long, third and long situations, constantly harassing him. And I really believe those sacks and forced fumbles really opened this game up. It was still a tight game in that third quarter. You get those turnovers, a short field, Eagles are able to capitalize on that short field with those turnovers. And then next thing you know, the game gets blown open, blown open, and Drew Brees and that Saints offense becomes one-dimensional where they can't run, they have to throw every down. All right, Ike, so we've heard about our thoughts on the defense. Let's find out what Dave Spadaro thinks of this 39-17 win. Let's send it back to Lincoln Fountain Field and hear from Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. The offense the Eagles have been waiting for all season came out to play on Sunday for the most part. More than 500 yards of offense for the Eagles. Sam Bradford, 333 yards passing, two touchdowns, two red zone interceptions marred the performance, but the Eagles moving the football up and down the field against the New Orleans Saints in this 39-17 victory. A big one for the Eagles, who are now 2-3 and three in the muddled NFC East. A balanced attack offensively. DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews combining for 156 yards rushing and two scores on the ground. And the defense kept Drew Brees in check, and they took the football away four times. Fletcher Cox with three sacks, a forced fumble, two forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. The Eagles really coming to life after a tough beginning on Sunday, and it was the kind of offense that you wanted to see from the very beginning of the season. The big difference today, the offensive line dominating the New Orleans Saints at the line of scrimmage. Jason Peters in the lineup and playing his best football of the season at left tackle. Same with Lane Johnson on the right side. And while the Eagles didn't get the ground game going early, they stayed with it, they stayed with it, and they were able to fool the Saints and hit big with some play-action throws. Josh Huff, a 41-yard touchdown catch and run, his first NFL score. So you add it all up, the Eagles come away with a big win, and now they get an extra day of rest with the New York Giants, a big NFC East game. The Giants coming to town next Monday night. Thank you very much, Dave. And we'll break down Josh Huff's touchdown in a moment. But first, let's go to the phone lines and welcome Aaron from Virginia. Aaron, welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico. How you doing? Thanks. Doing outstanding. You know what, Aaron? Much, much better than, than yeah. recent. Yes, yes, much better. I think we just stick to what we know, stick to what's, what we can get going instead of listening to what all the commentators say, run first, pass first. I think we should go with what we do best. And that's just get the open plays and get the ball rolling. 
It's interesting the fact that Chip Kelly was willing to make the tweaks here, that he was willing to say, you know what, we're going to go and open up things with the pass first and make that the foundation, and then from there you get the run game going. You get those defenders to come out of the box a little bit, and it opens things up. So you know, I credit Chip Kelly, Pat Shermer, for making those adjustments because I'm sure you, know, you go through OTAs, you go through training camp, you have this blueprint you know, of how you want things to look, and it's not coming to fruition. Well, you either got to make changes or you're going to be done. Yeah, and that's what this league is all about. It's about making adjustments. And week to week, that's what you're going to have to do. And through four games, three, four games, the league has had a chance to see everything you like to do. So you're going to have to tweak some things, switch some things up, um, and that's how you're going to continue, have continued success. And there's no sense of being stubborn about anything. No. I mean, when things aren't working, like Chip said, there's no need for me to run the ball 22 straight times if I haven't gained any yards. I have to switch things up to uh, sort of get our offense going. And that's what they were able to do this week. Now, I don't want to make the mistake of thinking that the Eagles have cured all of their woes and they're going to uh, steamroll through the rest of the National Football League from here on out. There are some things that still needs to be cleaned up on the offensive side of the ball. But the bottom line is what we saw in the second half, in my opinion, was a complete effort. Defense, special teams, and the offense getting the ball rolling through the air and on the ground. So, you know, these are the type of games that you can sort of ride the momentum for about two or three weeks, you know, before you got to switch up some other things. So I expect the Eagles to play with a high confidence as we move forward here and get ready for the New York Giants next week. Yes, I agree. And now it's amazing that this was the first time all season that the Eagles scored a touchdown in both halves of a game wow. yeah. all season long with this offense. So speaking of touchdowns, the first wow. one the Eagles put on the board today, 41 yards from Josh Huff, the nice little catch and run, made the defenders run into each other. His first career NFL receiving score, Greg Cosell from NFL Films, joins us now to break it down. This was the Eagles' first touchdown of the game, and it was a play that we saw a lot of last year in 2014 with the sweep action one way, the boot action the other way, and the receiver on the crossing route to the boot action. It's really well done. And what you should first notice here, because we have not seen it a lot this year until this game, is you see two tight ends on the field. You see Selleck and Ertz, and that's critical to this play. So let's clear it and let's look at the route concept off the boot action to the left. What you're going to see first is Zach Gertz. He's going to run a corner out and he's actually going to eat up two defenders. Then what you're going to get is you're going to get Josh Huff working across the field on the crossing route. And that's going to work now with Bradford's boot action this way. It's a beautifully designed play. It features the twin concepts of misdirection and deception. Let's clear the screen now and let's watch this play work. It works really effectively. You can see Huff at the bottom crossing now. You can see confusion by the underneath defenders. No one runs with Huff. Really beautifully designed play. Touchdown Eagles. All right, thank you very much, Greg. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break here and then afterward, I think we'll delve into what exactly this means and you know what, we need to Look ahead to next Monday night because it's going to be a celebration. It's not just the fact that the Giants are coming to town. And if you recall the last time the Giants and Eagles met on prime time, the Eagles shut them out. But one of your ex-teammates getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. So very happy for him. Yes, indeed. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about Brian Westbrook and more coming up here on the postgame show presented by Rico. 
15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Yeah, everybody knows that. Well, did you know that playing cards with Kenny Rogers gets old pretty fast? You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. What? You get it. Though. I get the gist, yeah. yeah. Okay. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I got tickets, metro tickets. You need a metro ticket. Talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. That makes more sense. Does the baby need a metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. Welcome back to the post-game show presented by Rico. So, next Monday night, the Eagles take on the New York Giants. Brian Westbrook will be inducted into the team's Hall of Fame. You know, I know you have a ton of memories, 36 West, B West. Uh, any that stand out in your mind? Well, come on, man. You know my favorite B West memory, you know. Um, I was solely responsible for that miracle <laughs> in the Meadowlands part two, uh, not part three, part two, yes. back in 2003 when Westbrook saved us from going two and four that season and we were able to uh, get in the playoffs. No, in all seriousness, man, um, Brian Westbrook is one of my favorite players to watch play football. He was one of my favorite teammates, uh, just an exciting player. I think it's an extraordinary honor that he's going to be inducted into the Eagles Hall of Fame. Every time one of my former teammates uh, – has this honor bestowed upon them. Guys like myself who are fortunate enough to still live here and will get a chance to attend the ceremony next week, I feel like I'm being inducted as well. So from Brian Westbrook to Troy Vincent to Brian Dawkins to Donovan McNabb, all those guys, uh, I enjoyed it. I loved it because um, those were my teammates, and while I wasn't the caliber of player those guys were, uh, I know how great of teammates they were as well as great players, and to watch Brian going to the Eagles Hall of Fame, man. I've been watching Brian since his days at Villanova, you know, when he was tearing up the scene for Villanova. So it uh, should be a big night for the giant killer. That's what we affectionately called him, the giant killer. And what's interesting is you wore number 58. Mm -hmm. Came after you was Trent Cole, wore yep. number 58 proudly, and the player now wearing 58, Jordan Hicks. Yeah. He seems like he's always around the football, whether it's a fumble recovery, a near interception that he had today, all the time, it seems like that even though he's a rookie, he knows where to be at the right time. So we're going to go back to a little All-22 analysis. Ray Cosell breaks down the forced fumble by Fletcher Cox that the rookie linebacker Hicks counts on his third fumble recovery of the season. The last Eagles rookie to do that, Michael Lewis, the safety, back in 2002. Thought it was me. Greg, take it away. This was the big play by Fletcher Cox that got the Eagles the ball and a field goal to go ahead late in the second quarter. Now, Cox is right here inside where he normally lines up when the Eagles go to their sub-package D line. 
And what is so impressive about Cox is he's able to win one-on-one -on -one matchups against interior offensive linemen. And here, as we clear the screen, you're going to see Cox beat the offensive guard. Really good move to the outside, uses his quickness, excellent closing speed, forces the fumble, the Eagles recover, beautiful play by Cox. It set up the field goal that put the Eagles ahead 10-7 late in the second quarter. Thank you very much, Greg. Now, Ike, you mentioned that the Westbrook touchdown helped you guys get to two and three on the season. Hey, the Eagles are two and three right now. And what helps the Eagles is that the schedule is very much in their favor. You have the Giants coming up next Monday night. You win to get to three and three. After that, the Carolina Panthers on the road, short week, be a tough game. But then you get the bye. Then you get the rematch with the Cowboys. Yeah. And then the murderous, murderous row lineup of the Dolphins, the Bucks, and the Lions. There you so, go. So it seems like they have all the time. There's the schedule right there for the next few weeks. This is a time when the Eagles can get on a roll. If they can just capture some of this momentum and carry it over to Monday night, they could really get things going here. And I think playing three straight primetime games will help us out. This team seems to get up uh, in those moments. And, they're, you know, a game like today helps to build your confidence. So, you know, we just need to get take take care of business versus when the we Giants get time, next week. Yeah, but Giants, I'm, take I'm care trying, of business versus the Giants. I'm enjoying the moment here. I'm please, just getting excited. Please do. Please and you do. know what? Everyone in Philadelphia, the Delaware Valley, everyone's excited. Everyone across the country, Eagles fans are all excited. But fans around the world are excited. Liam from the United Kingdom. Whoa. Welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico. Thanks very much, guys. I actually run phillysportsnetwork.com as well. And for me, the biggest thing about this game was the passion that the team showed. You know, you saw Riley Cooper swearing fiery after an incompletion. Zaka screaming for extra yards as he pushed his way down the sideline. This was a team that played for all four quarters. It wasn't an incomplete performance. They wanted the victory, and they finally played as a team. And that's what's been missing all year. Liam, thank you very much for that phone call. I did enjoy seeing the passion from this football team. Yeah. I think he hit the nail right on the head because you saw Huff explode in, into the score here. I know you didn't like the flip, and I can understand why, but I think they added a little bit of juice to the Eagles' like sideline. Like I liked it. Okay. You see Brent Selleck, obviously he always plays with yes. a passion. You know, I love to, I don't know if he could still hurdle over people like he did years ago, no. but specifically when you see guys who are getting frustrated with not making plays, when you get a team that's down and in the dumps, they could easily say, you know what, oh, I dropped another pass, so be it. It's just one of many. You know what, but this team, they responded today. Yeah, I, I think what you saw today, two teams that were very equal coming into the game, one and three, one and three, hadn't lived up to expectations through the first quarter of the season. What you saw was a sense of desperation from the midnight green. Now, the Saints being in the NFC South, they have two 4-0 teams ahead of them coming into today. So their plans for postseason play is already a wrap. The Eagles still have an opportunity to win the NFC East, and that's what they played like today a team that had something to play for, playing at home, wanting to give their home crowd something to cheer about. It's been since the Tennessee game last year since we won a game in Lincoln Financial Field that mattered, and that was becoming frustrating. So I'm, I'm happy that these guys came out in that second half, and really the emotion started to pour over. I think once the floodgates opened, uh, you could just see they started to steamroll the New Orleans Saints. And we needed a game like this. The Eagles, as a team, needed a game like today 
where they could just sort of let that frustration out because, quite frankly, they came into the season with high expectations and hadn't met those expectations, and they are tired of being asked questions about uh, whether or not they are worthy of those expectations and whether or not you should switch this player out, switch this offensive philosophy. Bottom line is, this is how you answer the critics. You go out there and you put together a game like they were able to do today. But again, the, the, uh, the sort of temperature that I sort of gathered from listening to the players speak and the coach speak after the game is, this is just one. We have not arrived. Certainly. We still got a lot of business to take care of. We've dug ourselves a hole that we still have a lot of work to do to dig out of the hole because you go out there next Monday night and don't take care of business. Well, then, Today well, means let's, nothing. Let's, let's well, I'm just saying. I that's what I yes. mean by every yes. game, you still have to go out there and you can't rest on your laurels and start patting yourself on the back thinking that you've no. cured everything well, that was been through that. They've already yeah. been through the pats on the back in the preseason. Exactly. Now they got humbled. They realized that, all right, look, we got brought down to earth. Now we got to dig ourselves out of the hole. And they've done it a little bit to, that, to this point here, getting the win today to get to 2-3. and three. Now, Washington did its part by losing to Atlanta today. Dallas, we'll see what happens with them against the Patriots. And oh, then the Giants. Loss. That's a loss. And then the Giants have the San Francisco 49ers. Hopefully, Colin Kaepernick will come to life. <laughs> yeah, look like Kaepernick be, three years ago. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. To get the win. And then all of a sudden, the Eagles will be tied for first place. You know what? Tomorrow on Philadelphia's.com, possibly we'll be talking about the first place Eagles. Head coach Chip Kelly has his day after press conference at 1 p.m. Brian Westbrook, Eagles Hall of Famer, he will co-host tomorrow's 360 with Dave Spadaro beginning at 5 p.m. And we'll have complete news and coverage throughout the entire day. Wrapping up this win and starting to look ahead to the Monday night matchup as Maxi Bond and Brian Westbrook will be inducted into the team's Hall of Fame next Monday night against New York. For Ike Reese, I'm Chris McPherson. Thank you for joining us. You've been watching the postgame show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. The Eagles, 39-17 winners over the New Orleans Saints.